Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast is the Darkest Timeline podcast, episode 201. Completely forgot to make a big deal of episode 200 of the Darkest Timeline podcast. So I'll make a big deal about episode 201 instead. Hmm. Before we start, I would just like to apologise, as you might be able to hear, I'm dealing with a terrible cold and so far through the podcast, um, that is very apparent, should I say. Uh, yeah. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews where you can drop them. Share the podcast around. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. How you doing? You alright? <sighs> One of those evenings, absolutely gonna get on and, and get this podcast knocked out so that I can do other things. Um, one of those where I was like, oh, I wanted to do this, oh, I wanted to do that, whatever. So, an hour and a half later than, uh, than I'd hoped for, none of which is important to you at this point in time listening to this. So, let's dive in. Almost nothing to go through this week. One of those weeks... uh, Another one, I'm pretty sure I had this last week, where the first thing on my list to talk about feels like it happened a million years ago. Anyway, let's get on with it. Um... I took the I took the girls to the beach. Um, something that happened on the way to the beach, I'll talk about next. So we'll skip that bit. Um, took the girls to the beach. Taking the youngest daughter, if, if anyone remembers, took the youngest daughter to the beach for her birthday. Um, and that was very much one of those. There was there was a plan set out to achieve a plan, and pretty much did. Job done. Taking all of my daughters to the beach is a very different situation because I went with a plan and. The first part of that plan was clearly forgetting that my children are all different. They're different to each other. They're 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 also like different groups. Um so didn't adjust the plan for the different collective. So it was like go to beach, build a sandcastle. Get well, which way around was I going to do? It was like go and play arcades, get an ice cream, go home. Um, which for my youngest daughter, that was absolutely the plan. 
and that's and that was that. Going to the beach for my older two, and then my youngest daughter is a different beast. Saying, you know, going, oh, let's go, let's go to play arcades. Very little interest. Um, so I reached a point where I was like, I think I need to abandon the plan, which is basically what I did in the end. Um, however, something I want to talk about. I spoke about this before. A long time ago. I've just realised I spoke about this before a long time ago. But. I spoke about going to the beach. And having to pay to use the toilet. And it was on a day that I was I was unwell. Um, so anyway. I have this thing. I was saying to somebody at the weekend. I have this thing where. I say to all of my children when we're leaving the house. Oh, make sure to go to the toilet before we go. And apparently, what that translates to is that no matter where we go, no matter what we're doing, no matter how far we're traveling, when we get to where we're going, the first thing is that I need to go to the toilet. I don't know what it is. It's like I must offset it somehow. And I know what you're thinking. Is it not just a case that you need to go to the toilet before you go? Yeah. It absolutely is. So I make sure to go to the toilet before I go. So that when I'm saying, you guys go to the toilet before we go. Everybody's been to the toilet. Yet somehow, for some reason, we arrive. Three children, small bladders. They're all like, I don't need the toilet. I went before I left the house. I'm like, yeah, me too. But I need the toilet. So we went to the first set of toilets. And, uh, yeah. They wanted me to pay. 40 pence. And I'm sorry. It's It's a very simple situation. I'm not giving you 40p to go to the toilet. I just, I just will not do that. So, we're already at at an impasse there. It's just not happening. But there was a sign. And it was like, uh, more toilets further down the beach. Further down the... um, I don't know what you'd call it. Seafront, maybe. Further along. So... Okay, well, we're going to have to go down there. At which point, by this point, the point in time where it's, are you going to have to pay to use the toilet? Then everybody decides they need to use the toilet. I'm like, cool. So, off we go. To find the other toilets. In the weird kind of hope of, well, presumably... If you've advertised that there are more toilets, those toilets are going to be free. So we get to the next set of toilets, and of course, they want 40p for you to use the toilet. Of course, 
Absolutely. Definitely the, the future. I'm like... Can we agree that this is some sort of... Hostage situation? Is that what we, what we would call this? I'm like, right, this is fantastic. And I start looking around. So, there's the public toilet where you go in use the toilet job done now then there was a situation where i looked at and went i i i don't know how comfortable i feel with that so there was a disabled toilet next to the public toilets and the disabled toilet wasn't charging you to get in which makes a lot of sense what that meant was that the disabled toilet had a queue out out the door. And I was like, I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can go and use a disabled toilet. It, it, it just, it's obviously one of those, it just feels wrong. Obviously not to everybody, because there was a queue. And I assure you, it wasn't a queue, a queue of disabled people. So, this point in time, I'm like, okay, I really need the toilet. All of you guys are saying you need the toilet. We need to find somewhere to go to a toilet. So I start looking around. Now then, here's where things start to get not necessarily interesting, but it's the it's the interesting things that you need to know. I think it's a legal requirement that if you are a quote-unquote cafe, one of the things that you legally have to have is a toilet, especially if you have a seating area. Now, on a previous visit, maybe, I don't know, a week before, actually been to a cafe to sit down, to have a sit-down, drink, whatever, something to eat, whatever sort of thing. I think there might have been an ice cream situation. Anyway, having been, knew full well that there was a toilet in a cafe. Now, I am more than happy to give you three, three pound fifty, four pound whatever for a coffee, on the condition I can also use your toilet. Might seem strange, because it was only going to cost me one pound sixty for four of us to use the toilet if I had to pay. However. It also makes a bit more sense if I'm getting a coffee out of the deal. So, I locked in on the cafe we'd visited previously. We went in. All the girls start looking for a seat to sit down and get, get set up in this cafe. And as I walked through the door, I went, nope. Because... The universal sign for this toilet is out, quote unquote, out of order, as in an A4 piece of paper stuck to the door, could be seen from the doorway. I was like, I don't know how legitimate that is, but however, it does mean that we can't use the toilet in here, so there's absolutely no reason for us to stay. I like, right, okay. We need to go and actually, we you know, we can't spend the whole day looking for a toilet. So, I'll just have to hold it. You guys need to, you know, do beach stuff. Off we go to 
the beach. My eldest is like, I'll find us a spot. I'll find us a good spot. I'm like, cool, you do that. She found a space for us. It was good. I'm like, great. Here's where the, the, the thing that I was saying, like, so my youngest daughter wants to build sandcastle. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I, I love building a sandcastle. My middle daughter cannot get her shoes and socks off and leggings rolled up fast enough to get in the sea. My eldest gets laid out ready for some hardcore sunbathing, you know, in April. It was it was a beautiful day, so there is that. So my middle daughter shoots off to go to the sea. I'm like, eh, not sure how comfortable I feel about that. Youngest daughter's like, oh, well, I want to go in the sea. So shoes off, socks off, leggings rolled up. I'm like, right, well, you definitely can't go on your own. So I say to my eldest, uh, you're going to have to go with them. They can't go on their own sort of thing. I'll stay here with all the stuff. And, and, and that's basically the battle that I had going forward. My eldest comes back almost immediately. The sea's too cold. I don't want to be in the sea. That's that. I'm like, okay, well, those guys can't just be in the sea on their own, so I'll go down. She stays with stuff. I go down. Okay, everybody's great. It's... I don't, I don't know how to word it. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to... I, I, I'm trying desperately not to do the you're having fun wrong without just just saying that. It, <sighs> it's difficult and it's hard to explain and I can't explain it. Something I will explain in a bit might explain it in some way, but I have this thing. If we if we get to the beach at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm gonna be there until three, four, five in the afternoon, the first thing I'm doing is I'm taking my shoes off, taking my socks off, and, and we're away. That's me. If I'm gonna be on the beach for an hour, I'm absolutely not gonna bother taking my shoes and socks off. Um even if we'd have been there for five minutes. My children would have had socks and shoes off. But. My middle daughter doesn't understand. Cold. The sea's cold. Not to her. So then my youngest daughter's like. Well I don't see that it's cold either. Um, my youngest ends up. In the sea. Because she falls over comes to me, Daddy, I need a fresh set of clothes because uh, I fell in the sea. I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have fallen in the sea because I did not bring a fresh set of clothes. In hindsight, that was a silly thing to do or not do. Anyway, shortest version is middle, middle daughter wants to be in the water at all times. Eldest doesn't. Youngest, absolutely soaking wet. 
but wants to be in the sea. So it's just this complete divide where there's no middle ground. I'm saying to my eldest, you can't leave them, I can't leave them, and also leave you. There's just this, the sea's too far away from the from the bit of beach, you know, all of this. Next thing, I'm looking at the time, I'm like, oh, we've got to go, because we've got to get, got to get to the arcades. After a while, realising that's not, that's not the situation, that's not why we're here. So, I have to abandon that plan. And like at this point in time, if we can just go and get an ice cream reasonably early so that we can go home and have tea, I think that's probably a done and done. Now, another situation when dealing with a percentage of my children is some of them are picky about ice cream. And as their parent, I have two choices in this situation. Choice number one is the wrong choice. Make the wrong choice. Rest of the time is going to be an absolute nightmare. Make the right choice. Rest of the time will be fine, but I will feel... Again, I don't know how to. I don't really know how to describe. It. I don't know how to explain it. I will feel like it's the wrong choice, even though for them it's the right choice. Um. So, we come up off the beach, we start walking, and I'm like, the smartest move here is to make the right choice. Luckily for me, one of the first ice cream places we come to is going to be the right choice. The the one of the most entertaining things to me is I can take my youngest daughter to an ice cream place that had a thousand different flavors and I can say to her what flavor ice cream would you like? And her response will be the same every single time. That response is vanilla. And it makes me laugh hysterically. I'm just like, yep, that's that 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 to me is absolutely nailed on. Just like if I ask my middle daughter what flavour ice cream she wants. This is one of those situations where I shouldn't even ask. There is literally no point in asking her what flavour ice cream she wants. Because she wants the same flavour of ice cream every single time. It's not vanilla. So, no point in asking her. And then my eldest... She does the, what flavour ice cream do you want? And her first question is, what have they got? Well, they've got this, 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 this. They might have some of this. Oh, that one there might be this. You go through 
every single one of them. But ultimately, she's looking for a specific combination, which luckily this place seemed to have. Then you've got the cone versus tub scenario, where again, I can tell you for a fact that I know which of my children are going to want a cone and which of them are going to want a tub. Again, very fortunate that this place in question did both. Absolutely on a winner. Absolutely on a winner. Absolutely on a winner for them. Because there is this part of me that is there putting this order through, paying the money for the ice creams, and hating myself for doing it. Because I know that it's not their opinions and it's not their choices. And it it upsets me for that very reason. But if you want to have a good time, you want to have a good day. And if you want to do the quote-unquote right thing, or should I say quote-unquote right thing for them, then that's what you have to do. Um, so you know it's, it's kind of like a brownie point situation it's like oh you're going to get some brownie points for doing the right thing for them uh, we walked down I got them all a go on one of the it's like a claw machine but well it is a claw machine it's a claw machine but it's one of those where you just play until you win um, and for the sake of three pounds I'm prepared to let them have a go because I know that ultimately they're going to get uh, stuffed toy out of it and then we went home um, weird situation in the sense that I'm sure that they had a fantastic time or at least a couple of them did I'm sure they had a fantastic time and one of those times in life where as a parent, they won't understand that them having a fantastic time, them having a great time, and them having the the time that they deem they're supposed to have when they go to the beach, for me, is actually very difficult. Because I feel that a lot of it is... wrong in a sense. Again, hard to explain. It's one of those situations where you're not saying you're having fun wrong. It's just it's just really difficult to explain. Um, so, we get in the car, we set off. Boom, we're on our way. We get so far down the road. I change gear in the car. And the car, when I changed gear, had no power. No power at all. I'm like, whoa, what's happened here? At which point, the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree to inform me that the the particle filter was blocked and it needed seen to. So every time I changed gear after that point, there was just no power. No matter which gear it was, no power. We're driving. Now... In hindsight, there's a part of me that thinks back to it and thinks I should have just turned around at that point in time and gone home. But it would have meant 
no no day out so as if by magic i said to my eldest can you see that hill in the distance yes i can see that hill in the distance it's like that hill is very famous because uh many years ago uh it used to it used to kill people's cars because they never understood that you're supposed to take a a big run up at the bottom get up to speed at the bottom and then just like run it out um and people would ne- wouldn't do it and they'd get so far and back in the days when before cars had all of these variety of different sort of safety measures cars would just blow up because people hadn't done it properly um so there's us crawling up this hill at 20 mile an hour i've got my foot to the floor and i'm like we're those people and all the cars were like passing us and i'm like i'm I'm sorry it's not my fault it's my car uh we got so far i said to my eldest i was like i'm gonna get my phone out of my pocket and i'm gonna give it to you and i'm gonna get you to google what the hell's going on i got my phone out and gave it to her I was impressed that she was able to like navigate like internet and stuff like that. That was good. Um, so she did a search. I was like, "You need to search for part- particle air filter, the car that we've got, and just see what it says." Because um, I'm like, if it's the air filter, that should have been changed at the service. So I'll just contact the garage and be like, "Hey." This has happened. Surely that should have been done in its last service. Bing, bang, bong. Done. So, um, she looked it up and she's like, oh, it says this. I was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's not an air filter. That's something else. So, uh, it's a fuel filter. And it attaches to the fuel pump. And it can be an absolute freaking nightmare. And... Uh, the moment that the car detects that there's a problem, it puts the car into what's known as limp mode. It can also be known as limp home mode, which is essentially where it puts a restriction on the engine, but it still allows the car to drive to get you home. So that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, I was saying to a couple of people at the weekend, I was like... Um, one of those things that I'm pretty sure that this time, like two years ago, I had car problems, I had car issues, I had the thing with the tyres, I had the thing with the battery, I had the thing with the electrical component, different car, same time of year. The difference being is I absolutely do not have the money to pay for this. Especially when I looked up how much it can cost to fix. And it was like, well, you know, realistically, you can just you can just have it cleaned. And the car can be reset and away you go. Everything's fine. No problems. However, if it has to be replaced, you're looking at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And I went, that's money that I don't have. So now what? I don't know what the outcome to this is. I'm going to have to ring the garage and be like, uh, I've, I've got this problem and I hear you can clean it and definitely don't need to replace it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And just see what they say. 
and if the words hundreds and hundreds of pounds come into it i'll be like then we are we are we are we have got a problem i'm afraid um something that me and my eldest did last wednesday i got up at half five in the morning to get myself ready and sorted to get my eldest up at six o'clock in the morning so that she could get ready so that we could go climbing together at half six we got there uh, just after 20 past sat in the car for a bit um 25 past we met up with podcast alum edward and off we went climbing and there was this question are you going to be climbing and i went well i've i've dressed as such let's give it a go now here's the thing um after my middle daughter's issues with um with climbing and decided not to do it anymore i was like i need to i need to know i need to find out for myself what the deal is because it could be really scary and you know maybe maybe it's justified so i'm like here we go i paid i got the shoes got a coffee the most important part and away we went They're all experienced climbers, so they're like, hey, you need to start here. I'm like, "Mm, no, I can't do that. It's too small. I'm a big guy. Can't do the small ones. They were like, right, well, you know, try the next one. Okay. So I had to go. Um, Having had the issue with the arm, um, part of the reason for giving it a go is to try and get some strength back into the arm. Um, I've been having some issues with the arm recently. Uh, it doesn't feel quite right. I worked out today, and it just—it was not having a good time. It felt all kinds of wrong. Um, so I'm like, I need to get—I need to get the the arm back up to strength. So there were problems and issues getting grips and getting up, and if I had to rely on uh, the previously broken arm that caused problems so i had to find ways of not relying on it uh, but there was a couple of points in time where i was like right i am going to do this so i'd get on the wall i climb all the way up once you get so so high once you get about 10 foot in the air you start to go mm, this is a little scary <coughs> so I can understand the fear aspect from that side of things. Um, something that I had absolutely no comprehension of was I fully expected my hands were going to hurt. Never realised that when you've got a tiny little foothold thing to put your foot on, for a, a guy with size 12 feet who's a big guy, your foot is not your foot, it's your big toe. So I was putting my entire body weight through like, the big toe on my right foot or the big toe on my left foot my feet were in absolute agony um we did about an hour and a half 
not obviously solid climbing because one person's climbing. There's very rarely point in time where two or more people climb at once. Um, but it was an interesting experience. I, I, I'd said to my eldest, I was like, if I'm honest, it was something that I was actually scared of. I didn't know if my arm was going to hold up. There was a point in time where I got so far up a wall. <coughs> and I was like, uh-oh. I need to rely solely on my left arm. And I know I can't. I was testing it. I was like, my my arm can't take it. So, I'm going to have to come back down. However, knowing this, when I gave it another try later, I made sure to have my hands the other way around so I could rely my right arm which allowed me to be able to actually finish that route which I thought was good I was pleased about it um it was a good experience for me and my eldest to do together she enjoyed being able to tell me what I should shouldn't have been doing which was nice um it was an enjoyable time I was having a conversation this evening about whether it's something I would consider <coughs> doing on my own um, still up in the air. Not entirely sure at this point in time. Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. We shall see. But it was an experience. I felt it was very much an experience. Um, in some ways, enjoyable. I felt like in some ways it gave me growth. <coughs> in some ways, it was scary. I think that's where the growth comes from. You you grow from doing things that you that are scary. So yeah, interesting experience. Met some new people. Um, did have one of those situations where I met somebody, shook hands, walked into the building, uh, and they were like, "Oh, pain's getting in. We're doing drinks," um, and they were like, "I'll get the drinks," and I was just like. I've literally just met you, and you bought me a drink. <coughs> so then for the rest of the time, I was like, I need to make sure I buy this person a drink. So about half an hour before the end, I was like, oh, I'll get some drinks. And I called through, I was like, do you want a drink? Oh, yeah, I'll have a drink. Fantastic. That way I can tick off that debt. Um... So yeah, an experience, a life experience, an experience all round. We'll have to see what comes of it. Speaking of experiences, weekend just gone. Um, there was an experience had. Uh, one of... Our podcast alum. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Uh, there was some. There was some instructions given. I, I'm probably being overly cautious. Uh, there were some instructions given, um, and I can't imagine it counts when this will come out in three weeks' time. However, just for the sake of things right now, <coughs> um, I will say one of our podcast alum. Um, got married at the weekend. The majority of our podcast alum, certainly the core 
alum were invited to said wedding. And that was that. So, I want to have a real talk with you right now. I don't get weddings. That is the that is the thing that I need to. I don't I don't get it. I don't know if I'm ever going to. I I sometimes wonder if it's a fear of commitment. I sometimes wonder if it's I've put a lot of thought into it over, the, over a lot of years, and I don't think you need to hear all of those thoughts. Um, I do not understand weddings. Um, you know, you get the you get the group of people who go, oh, it's just a big party. Don't get it. Oh, it's just, um, you know, demonstrating two people's love to all of their friends and family don't get it um, it doesn't help that I have a high number of negative views around weddings marriage no 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 not marriage weddings if you want to get married go nuts I have not been to a lot of weddings in my life that might not surprise some people it might it might surprise others um any I've been invited to, I have gone. Um, I did. I did father of the bride duties at one wedding. Um, so, if you invite me to a wedding, I'm going to come. The concept of like a whole day. I think that that concept's lost to me. Um, but like I say, I think I think in some ways I'm 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 all for marriage. If you want to get married, go nuts. I'm happy for you. Um, I am a man who has had one, two, three brushes with the the old marriage stick i've been married three times there was just you know a variety of different points in time where marriage was mentioned i i haven't i've never been married so you know but there are aspects there are there are aspects I said to somebody at the wedding, I was like, I think in life you are either one of two people. You are a person who dances at a wedding or you are a person that does not dance at a wedding. Um, I know which category I fall into. So, what might not surprise some people is... I had a wedding to go to, and that for me meant I had a lot of shit to get done before going to a wedding. So, start the day at half five, 
out the door, get some miles in, get some miles under the belt, home, workout, dog walk, home, shower, get half dressed, get my hair done, yes that's right, get my hair done, and what I mean by that is, Leanne was obsessed with doing some sort of French plait system in my hair, and for for ages I was like, I, I I want nothing to do with that, and she was just obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden I went, wait, like like the Vikings. She was like, yeah, you look like a Viking. I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, in the in in the end, in hindsight, I was pleased that I'd gone through it because uh, yeah, it was cool. Ticked a lot of boxes. So that's that. Drum in the car, go off to collect a variety of people, get on the road, go to a wedding, get to a wedding, um, made sure that we were there plenty of time, got set up, had a coffee, went, ceremony, did the ceremony, hey, these people are married. Then there was a point where there was like a, a bit of a lull and a bit of time. So I was like, hey, I need some petrol. Gonna go get some petrol. When I got some petrol, came back. Right, now it's time for like, it was like food and speeches and. That might have been it. Food and speeches. They did the speeches. There was food. Meal was very nice. Meal was delicious. Um. Then, all of a sudden, everyone's like, hey, uh, we're off to a brewery. I'm like, what? I thought we were at a wedding. Like, yeah, there's a problem. It's this time, and nothing's happening until this time. So we've got all these hours to kill. And somebody suggested going to a brewery. And the person who's getting married is like, absolutely, get after it. So we're off to a brewery. It's like, oh, okay, let's do that then. So, marched across town, went to one of these brewery places. It's not a brewery, it's, a, it's a, just a pub, but it's attached to a brewery. Not physically, it's <coughs> a well-known brewery pub. Went in, had a drink, then went back. Then it was, like, there's the whole, there's the first dance, cutting of the cake, then the then the after what's it called the evening do starts. Other people arrived. Evening do boom. Now then, um, whilst being in the camp of I don't get weddings. I don't understand weddings. Um, if I was ever to get married, I've always I've said for many years. If I was ever to get married, it'd have to be the Vegas jobby. Go to Vegas. Get married, have Elvis as your witness, come away from it with, hey, that was that. That's me. I know that's not for everybody, and I know there's a reason why weddings exist. So, also, I'm not the guy that's there like, oh, fucking miserable. I'm happy for you. You want to do a wedding? You want to get married? Go crazy. So, there were some problems, as I'm sure be able to imagine when when there's a wedding involved. There's going to be some problems. 
couple of things came up about the actual wedding. This has gone wrong, that's gone wrong, everything will be fine. <coughs> Two people in question actually did manage to tie the knot. Everyone's happy. Boom, job done. So, I miscalculated is probably the way to put this. I never realised that getting up at half five and going all the way through to midnight was going to cause any kind of issue. However, by the time I got in the car to go and do, hey, let's go to a wedding, I'd done eight miles in a workout. I'd had nothing to really eat, drink, whatever, and away we go. I started flagging early, and I ain't talking nine, ten o'clock at night, I'm talking four o'clock in the afternoon, I needed a sleep, I needed a power nap, I needed something, there was a point where I went to the bar and ordered a coffee and a Red Bull, because I was struggling, add to this, having severe bouts of dizziness, which in hindsight, something that I never even really clocked, in hindsight was probably food related. I probably needed to eat something, but I kept getting really dizzy. At one point I was stood outside and I thought I was going to collapse. I was really struggling. I mean really struggling. At one point, I was like, I feel really unwell. I was, um, I just, everything was going wrong for me. I was dizzy. I was tired. I felt ill. I just, I just wanted to go to bed. It was a rough old time. Typically, by the time we left, and I had to drive home, dropping everybody off on the way, I felt fine. Because by that point, I'd probably drunk a gallon of coffee and was just like, I'll just power through. But man, I haven't felt like that for a long time. I felt just... It's really hard to explain, but it was like... It was completely uncontrollable. Like I had no, there was nothing I could do to impact it. And all I kept saying to people was, I need to go to bed. And I was like, is this some sort of illness? Because I was feeling really rough. Is this because I got up too early? Is it because I've done too much today? Like I say, in hindsight, what it actually was, was I probably needed something to eat. Because although we had a meal, smack in the middle of all of this, and not exactly huge portions for obvious reasons, you know, you're at a wedding, it's just wedding food. And that's basically all I'd eaten all day. So, that was that. Took everybody home and drove home. In space of about 100 yards, I saw a massive car crash. There was a car in a hedge. There was a car in a central reservation. I imagine that there was actually more cars involved. 
The police had closed an entire side of the road and half of the other side of the road. There were multiple police vehicles. There was like, like fencing and stuff. I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? Didn't help that it was where I was going to turn to go towards my house. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So I had to go a different way. So I'm driving up the road and I'm like, whoa, is that the moon? And it was like a full, full-blown blood moon, which when I looked it up, it was actually called a pink moon. Turn the corner. I'm like, what's this guy doing in the middle of the road? Freaking hedgehog looking at me like, what? So I had to go round the hedgehog. I'm just like, what is happening right now? Made it home. That was that. Was that. Um, but yeah. It, it, was, it was a day and a half, that one. <sighs> um, as I've mentioned, something that I wanted to sort of cover off here, finish off with, is I'm so sick and tired of being ill. There is so much sickness in our house at the moment. My son had to go to hospital yesterday um, because he's been sick for now a week. And having spoken to 111, they were like, if it doesn't get any better, he needs to go to hospital. So that was that. He had to go off to the hospital. Um, there's been these colds. There's been all this sickness. There's been like IBS. There's just, I am so tired of sickness. As you've probably heard on this podcast, I got the cold. Every single person in the house had the cold, and I'm like, well, I feel fine. (coughs) And then last Wednesday, I'm like, I'm starting to feel like I've got a sore throat. And I thought I was doing so well. Everybody else, everybody else had the cold. And then there's me like, I feel fine. Yeah, got the cold dinner. That is the week in a nutshell. Um, Something that I'd done, I was going to take the children to the cinema. Um, and I'd looked and we were going to go and see this film that they'd seen a trailer for a little while ago. It looked okay. It looked mildly entertaining. When I was looking at booking the tickets, I saw that on Wednesday of last week, really weird day to release a film, but anyway, Wednesday of last week, the Super Mario Brothers movie was coming out. I was like, hey, I know a group of kids who would absolutely love to see that film, so let's hang fire on the cinema and go once that's out, which is what we did. We went to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now then... Let's get a few things straight here, kids. This film has gone through a lot of problems. The biggest problem, the number one problem, the problem that is standing out for everybody is the voice casting. Some major issues around the number of people who have been cast. And when I saw the trailer, I absolutely agreed. When I saw the first trailer... It was like when they released the first trailer for Sonic and everybody was like, what has gone wrong? Why does Sonic look so weird? And they basically had to redo the entire film 
off the back of the backlash from the trailer. So, first trailer comes out for the Mario Brothers movie, and everyone's like, what the hell has gone wrong with the voice? Uh, you've got Chris Pratt doing Mario, and it and it was wrong. I think they went back and tweaked the voice somewhat, but people still weren't happy. Um, I said to Stu when we were at the wedding, I was like, to, to add insult to injury, they had the guy that does Mario's voice in the games, in the film, playing a different part. That must have just wound people up more. Anyway, what I can say is this. If you haven't seen it, and the reason you haven't seen it is because you've got problems with the voice cast, they address the voice issue very early on in the film. Um, in a very interesting way. A way that I was like, Whilst being a cop-out, it is still an interesting way of addressing the issue. Honestly, once you get so far into the film, it really doesn't matter. It's really not a problem, it's really not an issue. If I had to go with a negative point to the film, I would say, the way I've, ex- the way I've sort of described it to people is, it's kind of Mario Brothers, the movie... By numbers. They will have had a long list of. We need to get these things into this film. And they will have just ticked each box. To make sure that everybody everything was in the film. While simultaneously not really caring how they got it in. There's a point. <clears throat> and this isn't any spoilers. Not a spoiler. But there's a point where they're like, oh, we need to do this thing. And they go, oh, well, how can we do that? They're like, we're going to do it like this. And I went, really? Where's the connection? On the other side, as far as a a kid's movie is concerned, very good. It was very entertaining. All the children loved it. It... I believe it is doing very well at the cinema. Saw a thing today that after its first weekend of domestic, not domestic, uh, worldwide release, it's done $377 million. So it's first weekend. I also looked today to see about getting um, tickets for a showing today. And one of the showings that I was looking at today said it was sold out. You're almost never going to see that so i suspect that this is going to do very well so i can't imagine people have that much of an issue with the voice cast they are already talking about a sequel so i think we're fine here it was good it was enjoyable it was fun for the kids what more do you want from a um, school holiday kids film um so yes, there wasn't. I've got this real. I've got a problem. The problem is, I have watched eighty-five percent of a film, probably more, ninety percent of a film. I just haven't finished it, and I really wanted to talk about it this evening um, because it fits in with what we were talking. We what I was talking about last week, but we know the rules. The rules are: if I haven't finished it, I can't talk about it. So probably going to have to hold off until next week on that one. 
Computer games. So, I've written these down in the wrong order, so I'm going to have to talk about them in a different order. Here we go. Something I've been waiting for a lot uh, was New Game Plus for God of War Ragnarok. One day, randomly last week, there was just a thing. It was like, New Game Plus is available for God of War Ragnarok. Go and download it. Like, um, okay. So, off I toddled, reinstalled it, got the, um, the update downloaded, and away we go. <sighs> right. Let's get let's get into it here because I hate to say it, people, but I'm not going to have the popular opinion here. I don't know if it came across when I originally reviewed God of War Ragnarok. I can't remember, so I'm going to review it this way. I'm going to review New Game Plus. Here we go. I have played a bit of New Game Plus, and what I realised is two things. One. God of, Raw, God of War Ragnarok is a little bit dull as a game. It reminds me so much of Horizon Forbidden West. Was that the second one? Where the first one was so amazing. Just so completely mind-blowing as a game. And then they released the second one and it was so... Such a huge letdown as a game. You were just like, what went wrong? Ragnarok. For me personally, there was a lot wrong with Ragnarok. Playing New Game Plus. It's quite dull to play. So I want to get that straight out in front. It's like... Oh, there's that enemy that I fought two minutes ago. That's just that's just back again. I'm already bored of fighting these guys. I don't remember this level of these guys being in it the first time round. Because if they'd have been in it this much the first time round, I'd have probably got a lot more bored. Um, so there's that. Um, and they've done the one thing. That drives me up the wall more than anything in a new game plus set like playthrough. They've gone with, oh, it's new game plus. You've played it already. You've got all these upgrades. Uh, we've given you new stuff. We're allowing you to have all the weapons from the start, all of that stuff. So we are going to make the game harder. No. No, no. No, that's what harder difficulties are for. If I want to make the game more challenging, if I want the game to be harder, then I increase the difficulty. If I start playing this game at the same difficulty I played it at originally, maybe, just maybe, that's the difficulty I want to play it at. Maybe that's my choice, my personal choice. What you've done is you've taken that away by making the game harder. And the fact that little old me, who's really crap at computer games, keeps dying left, right and centre because, oh, that's right, the game's harder. But New Game Plus doesn't make the game that much easier. 
Oh, you've got all the upgrades out and all of the weapons. You didn't have that weapon when you were playing at this point before. No, you're right, I didn't. But, spoilers, that weapon, it's not that great. It has, it serves a purpose. It does a job. It's not that great. I got so far and I went, yeah, having waited this long to play this game again on New Game Plus, I am not enjoying this. And I feel like it's a chore. And I feel like it's a grind. And I know full well that in a while there are bits of this game that are going to drive me up the wall. Because when I played it the first time, they sucked the life out of me. So that's what I've got to look forward to in this game, in this playthrough of this game. And I went, do you know something? I think I'll come back to this. Having remembered that I still haven't finished Need for Speed Unbound, I went, I'm going to put Need for Speed Unbound on. What I can say is this. I believe I'm probably on the back end of this game. <coughs> on one hand, that's probably a good thing. I think it tells me that I've played the game for 30 hours. On the other hand, I'll be sad to see it go. This is a game that has redefined racing games for me. It's very good. Um, something I was doing last night, it was like, you have to have so much money by the end of a week. And I had the money I needed by Monday of that week. I'm like, I've got a whole week to do. So, what? And I'm like, oh, I can upgrade this car. Oh, well, only a little bit. And, oh, I'll upgrade this car. Oh, well, I can only upgrade that one a little bit. The realisation that I'd completely forgotten that obviously you can buy cars. So I went, ooh, let's go and have a look at what cars there are. And I found that one of my favourite cars... <coughs> which is this super cool Porsche was available and I only needed like $20,000 more to get it so I was like hey I'm going to go and do some races get me $20,000 more and guess what we're buying that car so having fun buying cars and now I need to earn all the money back again but uh, I bought a new car so cool definitely think I am on the back end of this game and I definitely think, um, fingers crossed, touch wood, all of those sorts of things, that it probably won't take too long. Um, I've got, I think I've got about four days left of this week, and there's supposed to be this big race um, at the end of the week, and then I don't know where the story's going to go, because some part of me wonders whether... I know the game's gone into a like a 2.0 version of the game. Um, so there's been some tweaks and changes. Some stuff's been added. Um, so I do wonder what the back end, like the actual end of the game will look like. Whether it will do a, oh you finished this, but as far as the story's concerned you need to go on a bit further. But we'll certainly find out, and hopefully soon. So we shall see about that. There we go. 
that's it. That's the week. Every time I look at my list and I go, well, there's almost nothing to talk about there. I can't imagine this being a long one. And then an hour and two minutes later, I'm like, wow, I guess I can talk about nothing. Um, right, there we go. I'll catch you next time. So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another one gone. Apologies for all the... <coughs> well, all of that, basically. Uh, apologies for the cold. Would like to say, you know, I'll happily see the back of it soon, but probably not. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a member. Um, if you're not a subscriber, click subscribe. Click the like button while you're there. Share the podcast around. Leave us a review. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. Uh, what else have we got? That's it. If you go to the website, there's ways you can get in touch with us. If you feel the need to get in touch with us, please do. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.